on the Mutiny Radio. The way that it works is we do four-minute sets, and then we get comments by your comedian peers into these lovely microphones that are stationed around the studio right now. Uh, don't take them out of the mic stands because XLR cables and the whatnot. Uh, remember, when you're listening, listen to people's comedy, take notes if you want, and uh, say intelligent things because we don't have a lot of time today, so we ain't going to waste it. Uh, also, if you're going to feed someone a shit sandwich, at least make the bread taste good. So uh, be complimentary before you before you feed them the, the shit. But we're very helpful here at the Joke Workshop, and we're going to get started right away with your first comedian, a really funny lady who uh, I've been watching her over the past couple months really grow. Great set last night at the Brainwash. Put your hands together, everybody, right now for Ginny Hogan! <laughs> So I, uh, I don't like to do yoga. I think it's appropriation of dogs' culture, you know? <laughs> Not all dogs face downward. And I, I don't believe in camping. I think it's an appropriation of homeless people's culture. And I don't think people should have rough sex. I think it's an appropriation of rape culture. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. That was a bad one to start with. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's kicking off the joke workshop. So does anyone know what thinks are? T-H-I-N-X? Yeah. They're these underwear that like women can wear when they're on their periods, and it's this like new fabric, like kind of high tech, where you don't need a tampon. You can just bleed into them. You're making a fit. You don't like the idea? Um, I'll, I'm, to be with you, like, to be honest, I'm with you. I didn't like the idea of thinks at first, too, um, because I'm not a fan of menstruation tech. I think that we really peaked as a society with the tent system that they used in the Bible. I don't know if you guys are biblical scholars here, but what used to happen is that when, when women were on their periods, they would go like hang out in a tent for a few days, you know, just like, you know, relax. Uh, and when I read that, I was like, okay, was there Wi-Fi in the tents? Because that sounds like a fucking vacation, you know? Like take time off work, hang out in a tent, Netflix and bleed. Uh, so I didn't, like, I didn't like things at first. I did like the name, though. It's T-H-I-N-X, and it's a nice reminder that women still think when they're on their periods, <laughs> but it's misspelled. So it's like, you know, let's not get carried away. <laughs> um, and, and then I saw an ad in my news feed for Thinks that said, Thinks, underwear for women with periods. <laughs> and I, I like, looked over both shoulders. I was like, Facebook must have spies in my house, because how else would they know that I happen to be one of the rare breed of period-getting women, you know? Um, so I'm like very susceptible to advertising and of course like the regular female underwear market is not doing a good enough job serving the needs of women with periods so I bought a pair of things um, and I, I have to say I loved it like I I mean I should have known kind of, oh no I missed the lineup, whatever I should have known like new technology so that you don't need to like wear a tampon whatever like new fabric no it was like a black diaper with lace on top okay it was so thick um, but I was a big fan. Like, I take this class called Butt Sculpt. It's an exercise class, not an art class. And the whole point of the class is to get, like, a little bit of, like, extra lift in your butt, basically. But the things do it for you for free. Like, seriously, like, they have, like, they're so tight and just, like, push it up. So, like, don't get butt implants. Get things. Um, they're way cheaper. It's nice to have uh, some women in the audience when I tell that joke because I have occasionally told it, like, in a room full of all men. And it can get... Pretty awkward. Um, like the other day I did it and my boss was like, stop talking about your butt at work. <laughs> um, so I, uh, I tried to delete my Facebook recently and when you try to delete your Facebook, it makes you wait 30 days basically, which means that uh, 
deleting her Facebook is harder than buying a gun. Because when you buy a gun, you have to wait five days. And the reason they do this is so that, like, if you're suicidal or, in, like, in a fit of depression, you don't just, like, buy a gun and shoot yourself immediately. You can, like, think about it. So I think it's appropriate that Facebook has the same restriction because f- people delete their Facebooks for, like, basically the same reasons. <laughs> like, anytime I've tried to delete my Facebook, it's because I post an extremely witty status that does not get the like count it deserves. <laughs> and then I'm like, you bitches are going to fucking miss me when I'm gone. <laughs> Um, or because, like, I've sent, like, some really embarrassing, like, drunk text, but then I, like, wake up the next morning, and I'm like, okay, like, this has been worse, you know? And then I wouldn't actually delete my Facebook. Like, it would be very selfish to deprive the world of my fantastic content. Okay, Jenny, good night. Jenny Hogan! Wait, just stay up there. We have time for a few comments if people have them. People have comments? Comments? I, I do. I got comments. Uh, the, in the, it, they call it the red tent, if you want to be specific oh, yeah. about the yeah. Jew thing. Uh, and then with the thinks, you didn't mention how much they cost, which I know how much they cost. So it might be interesting to tag somehow how expensive they are and how tech costs money. Because mm, okay. you talk about tech and you can't can't get tech for free in this city now, can you? Um, but the, I mean, I think they're like thirty-two fifty a piece or something, aren't they? Something I think ridiculous so, yeah. like that. So there you go. Comments, comments. Allison, you looked like you had something to say. Stephanie has something to say. <laughs> Um, what was I going to say? Shit. Um, it's, it, you could say something like, it's nice that you can buy period underwear instead of waiting for cute underwear to get old. Yeah. Oh, oh, that's so funny. Okay, I really like that. Yeah. <laughs> 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 that's really good. Um, and then when it says, like, they're butt lifting, like, whoa, you didn't realize that thinks and spanks yeah. together. Yeah. Um, or maybe they should. Yeah. Or they're going to put spanks out of the market. I don't know. And easier, like deleting your Facebook, it's easier than, or it's harder to, than buying a gun or getting an abortion. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Okay. That's it. How long do you have to wait for an abortion? I don't know. You don't just go. Like, you don't well, know. no, you do. You have to wait. You have to. You have to call first, and then you have to talk to them. But you can usually get it that day if you're okay. like over, you know, 18. <laughs> they make you think about it if you're underage. Some states will like make you. Abortions, yay! Clap wildly, Jenny Hogan! All right, Jenny has friends, uh, which is exciting. And she's brought one of them here tonight to do comedy for you guys. So, hey, get your notepads out and listen and laugh at your next comedian. It's Michael Jenksy! Everyone, good to be back for a second time enjoying Muni Radio. Um, so I've been trying really hard for a long time, actually, to be a really good boyfriend. Like I want to be good at being a boyfriend. I like, I try to give my partners like a back massage. I try to like plan fun trips and cook. Like I, my goal, like one of my goals in life is to be the ultimate boyfriend. But so far, I think I'm just the penultimate boyfriend because every time I date someone, we break up and then she marries the very next guy she meets. (laughs) And so I'm not enjoying that too much. Like, I've got a wedding later this month for my college girlfriend. We dated four years, then she got engaged with someone else. The woman I dated longest in San Francisco is getting married sometime this year. One woman, even, we dated for a couple months a year ago, then she reached back out out of the blue earlier this year. We dated for about three weeks, 
then she got engaged to the next guy she met. It's like she had to come back before she got engaged. So if anyone wants to get engaged, give me a call. We can date for a little while, and I'll send you off in the right direction. I also recently spent some time in Ohio, which is my home state. Uh, Cleveland specifically, um, way longer than I would have liked. Um, the first 18 years were plenty. I did, didn't need another two months. Um, Cleveland is a lot different from San Francisco. You see a lot more Trump signs, um, which is always discomforting. Um, in the little town I grew up in called Brexville, um, while most cities were having protests against the police and sit-ins and riots and whatnot, our city was having a support the police parade. No. So that was awkward. Um, I also was, uh, after a few weeks there, I was sitting out on a park bench having uh, a sandwich. And there was this truck coming down the street. This was somewhere in like East Cleveland. And you see one of those big delivery trucks with, with the long trailer. And it was trying to turn and it got stuck because it was too big. So it was like backed up and then went forward again and backed up. It's like over and over again. And I was just staring at it thinking, man, that guy's really stuck. And it occurred to me as I was watching this truck driver like really struggle that this was the most exciting thing I had seen in weeks. <laughs> Cleveland is not an entertaining place. They also are technologically way behind, and I don't just mean like compared to San Francisco, because you know San Francisco is a, a weird place. But I went into a bakery, and I like I get that like some places are cash only, but when I tried to buy some baked goods and I handed them over a Visa card, they were angry. Like there's no sign that says cash only. They're like, no cash. We are a cash society. Like, really? Like, everywhere else takes Venmo, but fine. I guess we're not a Venmo society yet. And so I complained about this to my brother when I got home. I was like, dude, since why are we, a, I don't think we're a cash society. And he's like, dude, when in Rome, you know, do as the Romans. I'm like, how about this? When in Cleveland, get the fuck out of Cleveland. Thank you. Michael Jenksy is the coolest last name in the universe. He really is a cool last name. Uh, any, are there any comments? Comments? Get into a microphone. Are you aware uh, that the thing with your exes, that that's the plot of a Dane Cook movie? <laughs> it is? Yeah, it's a, this movie called Good Luck Chuck. I need to watch this. You No. <laughs> no. Well, I mean, if you want to feel like there's a Dane Cook movie that describes your life, but that's that's what I was gonna say is like. Well, he's funny. Yeah. <laughs> I love Dane Cook too. All right, all right. All right. <laughs> this this is a whole other conversation. Um, <laughs> um, but no, I mean, like, I mean, I guess you could say you're proud of the fact that uh, you know there's a Dane Cook movie that's uh, aping your life. Hmm. So, something like that. that. That there's something there is all. Except probably not. a lot of people don't know that reference. Yeah. I mean, I don't. But anyways, oh, really? um, yeah. uh, I think that there's more in that. In you, they are dating you before they get married. It's super funny premise. Um, is it a good thing for you or a bad thing? I mean, are you getting the best of them? Um, like they're in this prime. They look all blossomy, <laughs> like ready to be married. They're obviously in like this great place. I mean, you can yeah. shit on marriage there or go the other route of like, What's wrong with me? Why can't I get married? Yeah. yeah. I've got a poly bit that I want to tie into that, so maybe I'll run in that direction. Okay. Yeah, thanks for the Maybe that's bit. why they're not marrying you. <laughs> 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 Touche. <laughs> 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 
14 maybe one. Maybe they're training you to be a better and better boyfriend. Like maybe. Each time yes. they're getting better, and so you can find the ultimate woman. Um, and like when you did a thing about you're trying to be the a good boyfriend, you're like whatever. You did three things. That would be a good rule of three. Like you're like you give back rubs something and cook like back rubs, pick them up from someplace in Conlangas. Just something like a, right. two things alike, one different. Do you have a truck? You can help them move. That's Maybe that's why they date you because they know they need you to help your help moving out with the truck into their new husband's house. <laughs> and then what is it about the guys that they ultimately marry? Do they have anything in common, or is it, are they just not you? Um, honestly, I think it's just chance, but I'll think of some reason to, to work into a bit. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. Okay, I was gonna, yeah, I like the, both those points. Is that, like you should speculate as to why this happens, and I think it could be funny also if it's like they get married at like shorter and shorter intervals after dating you. Like one of them gets married like three years later and then like you like meet a girl and she marries another guy like the next week or something. But then you're like, That's but true. this next one, <laughs> okay. But this next one is gonna have to just marry me because there's like no way she'll meet a guy within like 16 minutes, oh. you know? <laughs> like, like, Things are looking up. I've been invited to all the weddings, so I feel like that counts for something. <laughs> right on. Uh, everybody clap wildly for Michael Jenksy. All right, your next comedian is one of my favorite people to be here because she always gives such great tags to other people and she writes great jokes of her own all the time. Right now, put your hands together. Oh, you can see her later tonight at Doc's uh, Lab. She's on the list tonight. She's number two there as well. Put your hands together. It's Stephanie Silverman. Thank you. Thank you. I do pride myself on making other people's jokes better. Um... (laughs) But let's see, I don't, I'm not sure what kind of person I am anymore. Like, I just went on vacation with my boyfriend. We did a little getaway in Mendocino. And usually what we do, it's bougie, Pam. It was a bougie vacation. I know you like this kind of thing. We stayed at, a, like, an inn and spa. Um, and usually when we go on vacation, we go, like, on a nice, like, mild hike. We, like, eat and day drink. Like, that's it. And maybe we play some boggle. This is what we do. But this time I decided we should do something different. Let's go kayaking. Let's go kayaking. Okay. Let's be adventurous. And it's like, well, there were two types of trips. There was one where I could go on a gentle river kayak and like see some fucking sea lions and some rapist otters and some birds and shit or we could go kayaking on the sea which involved like a wetsuit and waves and possibly getting eaten by sharks and I was like that is what I think of myself as I think of myself as the ocean going kayak girl uh but am I? <laughs> like, I, I don't know. I think I'm like, I think I want to look at rapist otters and just like sip beer and like just be like gentle and wear my clothes and no fucking wetsuit. Like, what, what has happened? Like, this used to be me. I used to like do all this shit. And now like I used to ride a motorcycle. And now I'm like, that, that scoot out there is my ride. Like, what, what happened? Like, what, what happened? Like, I had, a sco- I had a hot motorcycle. I would take it off road. I rode it in like ice and snow and rain. And, and then, then like I got a scooter. Like, I got a fucking blue and white little buddy with 175 cc's and i'm like all right well this is what i am now i'm like like italian like i'm in an italian film ciao bella and then then that thing gets hit by a truck and so i've got to write this fucking scoot like how far down on the spectrum of shame am i going to go Wait, do you guys understand how shameful these things are? They're like, they call them electric mopeds, okay? And they, they come with two helmets in, inside of them, so you can choose whether you want, like, scabies or lice. Like, you know, I, I spray it. Like, every time I spray it with, like, a little alcohol wipe so that I, and I... And I emailed them. I'm like, you guys have no idea what a huge health hazard this is. Who am I? Like, I'm waiting for them. To, like, they ask me, they're like, how's your scoop going? I'm like, I'll tell you how it's going. This thing is a piece of shit. 
Oh, I don't know what happened to me. Um, I don't know what's going on. I, uh, I used to be like kind of like a fun girl. Like I dated a lot in between boyfriends. I, I would go on a date and have sex with someone and then never see them again. That was fine. I didn't care. Like I was a good sex hostess. I had like all the accoutrement. I had like sex toys and condoms and like I had female condoms because those are fun too. Why not? It's like fucking a hefty bag, but hey, who cares? Um, it's like you're not wearing a condom. You're inside. I gotta think of a better line. You're not wearing a condom. The condom is wearing you. Um, it's like two hula hoops and a hefty bag. It's, there's a lot of things I can compare it to, but like I had clean towels, like and you get to use it once, and then I wash it, and then never see you or your cum again. It's great. And but this this turned me into like this it turned into a problem. Like I'm such a good sex hostess that my boyfriend has become a little lazy. Like I've got the same set of towels next to the bed, but he likes to reuse them, which is weird. He takes one towel, and these are towels that I have either like bought for or stolen from expensive gyms, um, and I use them for my expensive workouts or as cum towels. I don't care. I clean them. Stay hot water. It's all good. And he likes to reuse them. And like sometimes we're having sex and he wipes himself up and then like he hands it to me and it's like there's this dry cum area on it. This is not going to work, right? Like because I like go to these boutique workouts and like sometimes like I'll bring a friend. I brought my friend Brittany to spinning, of course, because who else do you go to spinning with but Brittany? And like she's like, oh my God, you didn't tell me we needed to bring towels. And I'm like, I would give you mine, but I don't want you to get pregnant. (laughs) All right. That's it. Yay! I love how you bridged the new kayaking joke with the scoot joke. I thought that worked really well. Then it it resonated with me because last time I went to Napa, we tried to kayak, but we couldn't find the kayak place. (laughs) Like we walked around and it turned out they went out of business. So we decided not to kayak and just keep day drinking. So I, but I resonate with almost all of your stories. So I'm like, I'm your audience. Oh, the only one thing is you took out the word soul in front of cycling this time. I like it when you said soul cycling with Brittany. You this time you just said. Or you said spinning, spinning instead yeah. of soul spinning or whatever. Soul what cycle. To, soul yeah. cycle is what you used to call it. Okay. See, I listen to your jokes. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, soul, soul cycle sounds good. I like that better. Um, I didn't get that it was Scoot, like the company where you rented until oh. you said the thing about the helmets. So it seems like other people understood that. I thought it was your own scooter. So. Okay. Um, and then the Chow Bella reference that Eddie Izzard has a Chow Bella thing. Too, so oh yeah! Be careful. Yeah, he's got that. some sort of scooter, like Where a long like, chow, thing. Chow, chow, chow. Yeah, just, you just did it a little bit. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, just wasn't sure how you did that. So, but I love, love your stuff. Thank you. Uh, I noticed you had those two pointed references to the uh, rapist otters. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> Yeah, that's that's the thing. Like, I don't know how common knowledge that is, <laughs> unfortunately, for your... For okay. Your well, I'm not sure how much I want to get into, because there are comics that do jokes about otters being rapists, so I don't want to get too far into that. Sure, but it is, yeah. like, otters are rapists. Ducks, like, ducks, Otters too. are rapists, killers, and then they also kidnap uh, baby seals, yeah. and they'll rape their dead carcasses, yeah. and this is well documented. So I don't like to support otters if, in any way, so, like, I feel like if I go on a kayak ride and I'm, like looking at otters and being like, oh, it's cute. Yeah, like, I feel you, disingenuous. You, yeah, you can be like, this is just yeah. giving me rage that I don't want on my vacation, having to look at these bastards, whatever. Okay. I liked it as a throwaway, though, too. I mean, yeah, I think no, that I it, know, it's... Yeah. Du- so, du- ducks are also rapists, just so you know. Ducks are also rapists. Yeah. Humans are also rapists. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> yeah. Whoa. Yeah, it's like mind blown, right? You thought they were just cute. Yeah. And you're like, the fuckers. Mm-hmm. Gotta look beyond those pretty feathers. Um, I, I like the scooter joke too, and I think along the lines of what he said is you should specify like 
that it's a rental scooter and it's red okay. and it looks plasticky because it because the scoot in particular okay you can so break it down like, right. and then you can talk about what's next i wrote down like what's oh, next a right. razor Ah, uh, oh, that. that's funny. It's the hoverboard. A hoverboard. Yeah, we talked about that. Yeah, it would be a, a, that a brainwashing network. The hoverboard, or yeah, the how far do you go? You go down to a unicycle. I think would be the lowest. But although a razor scooter, a child's play thing is pretty is pretty low on the list. That's good. Yeah, awesome. You um you dropped the other thing where you said a scoot is when the only other word you know for scoot is when a dog is scooting his butt across oh, with the yeah. poop on it. I really enjoyed that. I forgot about that. That was about last week. Yeah, okay. you said um scooting scooting the butt on the carpet. Okay, great. Yay, okay, Stephanie Silverman. See you at Doc's Lab tonight. Yay. Yay. Well, that's how the joke workshop works. Uh, we're moving it right along with your next comedian. She's been giving great comments tonight as well. Very funny lady, Allison Hooker. Hey, guys. Hey, Mutiny. What's up? I was going to say happy Friday, but it is Monday. Um, so I went skydiving this weekend because obviously I need adrenaline. That's you know, part of what we do. That's probably why you were thinking of the extreme kayaking. Um, but when you go skydiving, you actually have to get strapped to somebody who is a more advanced at, at skydiving. So I had to like sit in this guy's lap and get like strapped to him. And I have an incredible ass. So that was tough for him, I'm sure. But he was getting paid. Um, and so we jump out of this plane and he pulls the chute. And as we're floating down into my ear, he goes, now you know why birds sing. <laughs> and for a minute, I didn't know if he was like hitting on me or gonna drop me, cause <laughs> like I've never seen a bird with a parachute before, you know. But then he licked my neck to make it clear, um, and that line turned me off so much I almost put my pants back on. But um, I was thinking, how many times has he used that line, right? I mean, he's doing several jumps a day. And then I had this realization that like, I think stand-up comedy has given me a little bit of insight into what men go through. You know, you, you try that same line again and again, like maybe in a little bit of a different way. And you're running the light because you don't have all the time in the world. And then all of a sudden you're like, oh my god, it worked. But you're not totally sure why. <laughs> but like for 10 more years, you're going to keep trying that same line. It doesn't matter if it's offensive. You're going to keep doing because it, it worked that once. So anyways, we landed and I gave him my number because I understood. Um, and we had sex. We ended up losing touch f until he um, linked with me on LinkedIn. And I was like, okay, I guess it's a professional relationship. You know, he was at work. Um, but I know men that w women aren't easy. Like, we, we don't want too much attention, but we definitely want attention, you know? <laughs> and we like to have, like, long, controversial, important conversations late at night. You know, we, we expect you to do things. Yeah, we're not easy. We're not even easy for ourselves. Like, at 31, I'm still completely stunned by my period every month. Like, there's another pair of period underwear. You know? <laughs> Um, like, I'll call up a friend. I just don't know what's going on with me. I'm not sure I like my job anymore. This guy I'm dating just seems really distant. I don't know. I just haven't been happy lately. Like, this shit is deep, you know? But then three days later, oh, 
But it's not like there's not signs that, that let us know that it's coming, you know? Like, our tits get sore, or in my case, my nipples get a little swollen. <laughs> I was trying to, like, smack my tits on a guy's face the other night. He fucking broke his nose on my chest bone. <laughs> I, I went into Victoria's Secret, actually, and the woman was like, oh, let me size you. And I was like, oh, that's okay. I just, I go to the bin with the most A's. And she insisted. So then she, she tells me I'm a 32C. So I just looked at her like she was stupid. And she starts explaining that it's, it's not actually like, it's, it's more about like how far the cup has to reach rather than how big it, yeah, I wasn't listening either. I know, I was just like running to the C bin like, excuse me, this is my bin, you know, all excited. Cause, cause mine are really far apart. It's like they don't get along. I'm like, guys, you're on the same team. You know, like one of you gets sucked on more, both of you will. <laughs> so anyways, I was running to the C bin like, yeah, like, hey, this is my bin, this is my bin. You know, I went to the checkout counter, like, all excited. The, the woman at the checkout counter was like, this happens all the time. I was like, okay, this is the best day of my life. And I put it on my resume. <laughs> Got a bumper sticker. Anyways, I have uh, more symptoms, but there's a, there's a, we get fuzzy before we get our period, too. Uh, like, sense of direction goes. But I'm, I'm starting to get pretty convinced that you guys have a compass in your ball sack. No? <laughs> okay, I guess not. That's all I have for you guys. Thank you so much. Ellison Hooker! People are running to microphones. Jenny Hogan has things to say. Um, I really liked it. I love the skydiving part. I think it could be really funny when uh, he like licks your neck and you're like, oh, thank goodness, because you're afraid that he's going to drop you, you know? And then he does something like really, really creepy and you're like, oh, he's just hitting on me. It's fine. You know, like if you have a lot of relief. I also think it'd be really funny at the Victoria's Secret if um, when you said like, the woman at the cash register said, like, oh, this happens all the time or whatever. If it's, like, you come up with all the, like, C-cup bras, and she's like, oh, shit. Yeah, this happens all the time. I'm sorry. We meant to fire her. <laughs> but, like, <laughs> <laughs> um, And uh, you never mentioned his boner in your butt when you were going down the sky. Was that happening? Because if someone was strapped to my... There's a lot of buckles. Well, you, you, said, you said, oh, I have a fantastic ass, so it must have been hard for him. But I just imagined, like, that's, I thought that that's what you were... I thought you were hinting around about it, but you weren't getting to the meat of the matter, which was that he was strapped to your ass and his boner was in your butt the whole time. Yeah. Because that, like, that could be like, oh, I finally realized he was hitting on me. I didn't... You know, I just thought he was excited about, the, about jumping out of a plane. Yeah. But then... I don't, I don't know if guys get hard-ons when they jump out of planes. I don't know. Um... I really liked all the parachute stuff. I thought it was really good. The one thing I would say is you might want to um, cut. For me, the, the line where you said, um, where, and then I put my pants back on, mm -hmm. to me kind of distracts from what you're going for because you're, we're totally like, for me anyways, I was like totally on your side of like, oh, this is a creepy guy, this is getting weird. And then it's just like, it is a funny joke, but to me it kind of goes, it kind of undercuts what you're doing. If that makes sense? Yeah, like, and that's just personally how I felt. Like it's not, it's not a bad line, it's just I think, yeah, in the context, I think it might work better for me if it wasn't to have that line. But Ian Levy, such a feminist. Yeah. <laughs> I still hate women. Still hate women. <laughs> uh, so when you were having your, uh, your side of the conversation you have with your friend where you're like feeling lost before your period, that like reminded me of pretty much every conversation on that show Girls. When, when one person is venting to another? You're, you're shaking your head like you don't like that show? I've never watched oh, it. Oh, okay. All right, well, yeah, I was just gonna say you could, you could throw in, like, say that you could relate to them, but if you've never seen it, then it wouldn't work. Yeah. 
Yeah, and about our, our sense of direction, it's not that we have a compass in our balls. I think you should say it's like you guys have this needle that points north at all times or something. Oh, <laughs> like the like the the dick is the part of the compass that makes it move to the north. I get it. Magnetic north. Magnetic north, which is obviously inside the vagina, right? All magnetic north actually just okay. Yay! Everybody clap wildly, Allison Hooker. <laughs> Your next comedian clearly watches a lot of TV that we don't watch. I think I don't know what he's. I'm, we're gonna, uh, yeah, woohoo! I I just I just don't have one, but we'll see. He's gonna have jokes. Well, I guess he watches movies. That's a lot of his jokes. Put your hands together, everybody! It's Stefan Massey. Hey guys, apologies for the uh, unprofessionalism, but I just wrote these. Um, <laughs> so I said recently that having Asperger's is like driving in Berkeley, uh, which it is. Uh, frustrating, bizarre, unappealing to any outsider. Uh, but I watched a documentary over the weekend on Netflix, Love and Autism, which met Pam's recommendation, uh, which made me think a little bit more about this dance of mine. So there's a guy in the doc who's talking about his kid who's autistic and how he feels like everyone's born with a social antenna that lets them know what is and isn't okay to do in social situations. And people with autism don't ever have that. And I see where he's coming from, but I feel it's a little inaccurate. People with Asperger's or autism have their own special antenna. Uh, and the signal that they're getting just tells them to say whatever's on their mind until they get some kind of input from a real person that tells them that they shouldn't do a certain thing after they put their foot in their mouth. Um, and let me be clear, I, I don't hear voices in my head. I am not that kind of crazy. I am a different and very specific kind of crazy. Uh, what I'm trying to say with all this is that I can relate to Berkeley drivers even as I disparage them because I also have a weirdo in my driver's seat that's fed up with dealing with everyone else on the road. But I'm also trying to learn what I should and shouldn't do from the people I have to deal with every day. Uh, so one well-worn trope of TV and film is the montage. You know, characters shown to be doing something starting out as bad, then they gradually get better over the course of a few minutes that covers a lot of time. And I was just thinking about this in relation to comedy because I don't, ever th I don't think you'd ever see the training montage of a comedian in a movie or TV show. Because what would that be like? You'd have a comic at the computer writing jokes, looking intense, then an open mic where they're not getting any laughs, smoke circle after the mic, writing more jokes with a couple of empty beer cans next to the laptop, smoking more weed, open mic where they get a couple of laughs, smoke circle, writing and now looking super intense, maybe gritted teeth and sweat coming down the side of their face, 15 empty beer bottles on either side of the laptop, shot of a joint in their mouth, almost completely smoked, and they finally get to an open mic where they're just finishing the joke and they get a bunch of laughs. I don't know, maybe it could work in some kind of satirical movie. Who knows? Um, so I, most people in this room, I think, have heard one of my many uh, Werner Herzog bits. Um, there's, there's a couple of them. Um, this is the thing I was telling you about that I actually didn't get to do on Friday, Pam. Uh, but I've, I've been doing various iterations on that bit, um, analyzing Mr. Herzog's work for a while now. And you know, the reactions have been positive, but in a way, it's, it's a little mystifying to me because he's not a terribly well-known guy for all the impact he's had on the world of cinema. But because I can do a decent rendition of the way he talks and just how weird he is, I've managed to reach these dizzying heights of success. And so to me, the question is not, how have I managed to get this far with material that you wouldn't think was relatable? It's how much more obscure can I go and still get laughs. 
Let's find out. I want to talk to you about French Chilean surrealist filmmaker Alejandro Jodorowsky. Known for his acid trip films Holy Mountain and El Topo, he took the dreamlike quality of his films one step further, saying that he wanted to make movies that gave you a drug trip without you needing to take any actual drugs. In the mid-70s, he tried to adapt the seminal science fiction novel Dune as a movie, and he met with renowned science fiction writer Dan O'Bannon to discuss working on the film. He gave him a joint, and he said, this is special marijuana. And, 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 and Dan O'Bannon got so high that he saw Jodorowsky as this divine being. He said he, there was a mandala around his head, and there were beams of light shooting out of his face. And uh, he, in that stupor, he convinced him to sell everything he owned and move to Paris to work on the special effects for the movie. He gave the dude who wrote Alien and Total Recall some crazy strong pot, and that was directly responsible for his decision to come on board. So don't ever listen to anyone that tells you drugs will ruin your life. Uh, that's me. Stephen Massey. Are you going to do that last part eventually in the Werner Herzog yeah, voice? Yeah, the idea is to like do oh. all my Herzog stuff and then, and then have that uh, at, after all that. But you're going to talk like you or you're going to talk like Werner? Hmm. Because when you started at the beginning with like, this Chilean, blah, blah, I could just hear it like, but I didn't know if it was you being you oh. or if it was something you oh. wrote that you were going to memorize and later have Werner say. Sure, sure. That's, that's actually a fantastic idea. I hadn't thought about that. I'll definitely. Okay. Yeah. I just love that voice. <laughs> I, so I, I really like the Asperger's thing. I think you should talk about, um, like, when you say that you have a different antenna, like, you mm. should describe you getting offended by the things that normal people say. Like, if it's going to be, like, you say, or people with Asperger's say things in, like, social situations that, like, aren't the right thing to say, I think it could be funny if it's, like, well, I, was, I one time overheard, I don't know if this guy, like, had Asperger's, I think he's just Anyway, but one of my coworkers asked this guy, like, how was your weekend? And then he just, like, goes off on him. He was like, I hate that question. Like, why do people ask that? You know, so I think it could be funny if it's, like, you just get annoyed by right, people doing, right. like, very normal Yeah, that's, things, yeah. like, you know, people with Asperger's hate small talk. That's, yeah, exactly. that's, a, yeah, that's, like, a, that's a going thing. But, yeah. like, I sort of, like, like, I get annoyed by that. I don't really get offended. Okay. Like, yeah. I get offended by, like, shit that's genuinely offensive to most people, like, like Republicans and, like, <laughs> stupid yeah. politics shit like that. So I, I guess I could talk about that. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, man, I I, uh, I love your cadence when you when you do when you talk really fast and stuff. Mm. You sound like uh, a hip hop artist or something. <laughs> I I like when um, there's like this form where you you do that and then you end by slowing down the cadence and saying something different. I honestly didn't understand who you were talking about. I don't uh, I didn't I didn't know <laughs> reference, but it's still very funny because of the stuff you said and the way you said it. I wasn't uh, I wasn't talking about it. I was just saying like if this if a comedian had a montage in a movie. Okay. Yeah. Were, were we not talking about somebody specific? No, the, he's talking about for the Werner Herzog stuff. Yeah, he doesn't oh, know who oh, Werner Herzog oh, okay. is. Okay, right. Yeah, like Alejandro Jodorowsky. He's, there's this fantastic documentary called Jodorowsky's Dune. It's okay. really good. But yeah. Okay. Cool. <laughs> uh, yeah. So just like, um, just my only suggestion would be to maybe find a way to like alter the cadence at the end and say something different. Okay. I don't have any suggestions for what that oh, would be. Okay, no, but that's good on its own, yeah. I Thanks. thought the comedy montage thing was perfect and very, very funny. Thank you. I don't think there's any, I mean, other work to do on it other than to memorize it. But sure. it was really, really, <laughs> it was really great. Cool. Everybody, I mean, it's a comedy, it's a joke for comedians, so it works for open mics, but that's what you're doing anyway, so <laughs> yeah. it doesn't really matter, right? <laughs> yeah. So, cool. Um, I, yeah, I agree with Pam that you should do your Werner Herzog impression, because you, you say it, and then that's the tease. You have to do it. <laughs> But um, I've just been doing it for like ten minutes before that is is part of it, but but I I in, in your longer set yeah, yeah oh, okay yeah. well, um, and then I like also like the montage training um, 
video idea and yeah. I and I also like in montages when there's stuff that's not related mm. to what they're training mm. for like a meditation scene right. or like they're jogging <laughs> or like practicing Tai Chi so you yeah. can like work that into and um about the autism piece, do you have Asperger's? I have Asperger's, yeah. Oh, cool. So I wanted you to maybe say that, like bring yourself a little bit ah, more into it to okay. make it a little more vulnerable. Sure. Um, and then you said something about like, I'm not the kind of crazy that like hears voices. Mm -hmm. And I felt like, I don't know, maybe I'm a social worker. So like, I understand there's mm, a huge I was thinking difference about between this, yeah. schizophrenia and Asperger's, but I don't know if other people put yeah, this together, but if... I was like, those are obviously really different. Yeah. So, but I mean, I, but I know what comment. you mean. There's like a lot of like, SJW type people who would uh, get just you know instantly offended just because someone said crazy. Mm -hmm. yeah. Oh yeah, that's yeah. true. <laughs> okay, cool. Yeah. Yay, Stefan Massey! Yay. All right, uh, your next comedian made me laugh last night about his jokes about the gym, and because of your jokes about the gym, I did a joke. That I didn't even know I was gonna do, but it was because of your jokes. So thank you very much. And right now, you guys are gonna laugh hysterically at the jokes of Jesse Warren. I actually didn't do a joke about the gym yesterday. Uh, yeah, you that was did. Before at me. I'm sorry. You did. You talked about the gym. At no, the it was the guy before me uh, who talked about the gym. It's just because you look like you go to the gym. Uh, I. Yeah. Don't worry, um, I haven't started your time yet. Hey, I I was at the beach this weekend, uh, and I hate when this happens. When you go swimming in, like, cold water, and you get out, and you're embarrassed because your dick is still Chinese when you get out. It sucks how that how that's a thing. I wish it changed. I don't like I don't like it. Uh, I think I think it's weird that there's a so there's a warning label. Federal law requires a warning label to be uh, on green cold pressed green vegetable juices because uh, raw and unpasteurized juices uh, they need to warn you about the potential health implications of drinking cold pressed vegetable juice. But I think a better use of that label would be to warn you about the potential social implications of drinking cold pressed vegetable juice because only. Only like one, one in a hundred thousand people get sick from drinking raw juice, but one in one person becomes an unbearable asshole after drinking it. So I think, I think that's a more pressing issue. Like I, I drank a bottle one time and I became a clipboard petitioner for a weekend. It was awful. <laughs> yeah, I also took a soul cycle class that evening. It was crazy, man. It's crazy shit. Warning. Do not drink while pregnant or nursing. Complications might include naming your kids something like Zayden or Rosary. It's something stupid and modern. Yeah, 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 cool. Uh, I, uh, I broke up with uh, my girlfriend recently and we ended things on a good note, which in my experience is the worst way to end a relationship. I hate it. Because I'd rather be angry than sad, man. I can channel anger into something positive. I can't channel sorrow. Like, what's that? Like, I go to the gym after every breakout. Uh, breakup. Workout, breakup. Yeah, breakout, man. That was a breakout. Uh, no, I go to the gym after every work. Uh, fuck me, dude. Breakup. I go to the gym after every breakup. Because um, it feels good. You're like, fuck, you know, I'm going to get so biceps that she's going to regret breaking up with me. Because you can channel anger, but when you're sad, it's just like, I just uh, hope we can still remain friends, and I just don't even that one more rap. It, it sucks, man. Uh, you can't channel that shit. 
uh, yeah. So I, uh, when I was with my girlfriend, I went to Vegas with her. Yeah, Sin City. I, I mostly felt one, I only experienced one sin, and that was envy, mostly towards people who were there without their girlfriends. I don't, it wasn't fun. You can't do sh fun shit when you're with your girlfriend in Las Vegas. Go somewhere better for relationship. Go to Kauai. Go somewhere remote and romantic away from all this shit that you're envious about. Like, people should just go to the place that's designed for their relationship status, right? Like, if you're, if you're single, yeah, go to Vegas. And if you're in a relationship, definitely go to Kauai. And if it's complicated, go to Thailand. <laughs> go to Thailand, man. Your, your ambiguous relationship status will fit in very well there with all the fucking other ambiguous shit happening there. <laughs> yeah, that's a bad tag, Jenny. You told me I should add some. Okay, thanks, that was it. <laughs> Dropping the mic, yeah. Uh, I'll start it out. You said channel sadness. Uh, what am I gonna do? Write poetry? Yeah. yeah right. Like, what yeah, kind of, what, yeah, kind of yeah, yeah. what kind of pretentious pussy thing am I gonna do That's when the only I'm way sad? To channel sadness. I think. That right. Is to write poetry and be like, I'm gonna write lyrics for a song and I'm gonna learn some guitar and I'm gonna play it for uh, <laughs> on the radio, Muni, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> Yeah, cool. cool. Yeah, I, like I think you, I think you could keep digging into that cold press juice thing. Like, you know, I turned my hair dreads for like a week, and like you okay, just go cool. on and yeah. change your wardrobe or whatever. Yeah, yeah. You know? Just yeah. a bunch of different examples. And yeah. Did you mention how expensive it, really it is? It. Yeah, it's eleven bucks a bottle it's, for the good stuff. It's crazy. I've seen like eight dollar coconut waters, and I'm like, how is that possible? Yeah, yeah. But it's I mean, it just it's cost prohibitive too. So anyway. As usual, I think you should have already incorporated all the other tags I've given you. Um, I think did that would have been an improvement. I, uh, I, Wait, did I not? I thought I... Okay. I'm sorry. It. You did... Yeah, some of them. Uh, I thought for the thing about uh, you break up and you go to the gym, you should say, actually, like, I only go to the gym when I go through breakups, and then, like, I... Uh, like, you know, went in a relationship for a while and, like, wasn't so good for me, so now I just, like, try to have, like, one breakup, like, every three days or something. That could be kind of, like, its own, its own separate thing. No, no one likes it. That, well, that's what would make you go to the gym is that you break up. Yeah, like, you but, can't. But, like, you only do it. You only yeah. go to the gym when you break up, so. But so he obviously. finding reasons. Well, yeah. For breakups. Well, he would because he looks like he works out at a gym. Right, all the and time. that could be part of the joke is that you're like, I go through a breakup, like, every, every other day. Yeah, yeah okay. Like, exactly. Okay. Yeah. Okay. You should Yeah, yeah, okay, cool. cool take cool. your shirt off on stage some point. Right, That'll engender Pam, you to yeah, half was, the audience. Just, and maybe some push-ups. Maybe you could do a glamour pump before you start. <laughs> you know what I mean? And then just get it going. I'll lose all the guys immediately. <laughs> you probably would. <laughs> Are there any is more your, comments? Is Yuri around? Where, where is he at? Oh, yeah. I really like the cold press juice line. That was amazing. Cool, thank you um, so much. I didn't quite get the names for the pregnancy thing, and and yeah, I don't know where you. Got I just I just googled uh, <laughs> stupid modern baby names. Oh okay. Wow. And those yeah. two appealed to me. Zayden and Rosary. Yeah, those are great. That <laughs> was hilarious. Later was Apple, like Gwyneth Paltrow named her kid yeah, Apple, so yes. maybe you could do a little. Well, like, yeah, somebody told me to use that yesterday, Apple and I didn't understand stuff. that reference. Oh, but yeah. do people get Apple? Yeah. 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 Sure. All right. I don't know who. Right, it might be a okay, little. cool. No, I'll try. I'll try that. Cool. Thank you. Um, and then just the one thing I would add is I liked all of your jokes a lot uh, except the first one. 
Okay. I thought the quality was like noticeable because because the first the opening on when you get out of the water and your penis is still yeah. Tiny's, to me, like you had a lot of really creative, smart stuff, and that just seemed like it was about a small yeah. penis and a racial stereotype. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It just seemed like <laughs> no, I don't know. I just, I just it, was, <laughs> it, it was it was like a, a noticeable difference in quality. Okay. I'm not trying yeah, to yeah, 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 no. say I, I just like he's saying you're better than that. Yeah. Okay, cool. He's saying you can yeah. you can always shoot low, right. and and it and, and honestly, it took me like two years. My first two years of comedy, I pretty much exclusively did sex jokes until a couple comedians came up to me and they were like. You know, you're a lot smarter than that. Hmm. Okay, cool. It's just, you know. Yeah, I'm just. I was. It was an attempt at like joke structure because I don't know how to do that shit yet, uh, and I don't know. I thought that was that. But yeah, thanks, man. No, it's uh, funny. I laughed at it last night because I'm a racist. Just change all the words. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 No, I got so, that. But all you know right. what though? But I say I say it depends on the audience because last night at Brainwash that joke killed. Yeah. I laughed really hard at it. Yeah, a lot of people did. Because some of us are simple and easy. I think you just have to gauge your audience. Cool. <laughs> Yo. <laughs> so yeah, so with the cold pressed juice, I was just thinking like there's harem pants. That's like a thing. The what? Like harem pants? Harem pants? Like some, I don't know what that is. Some of the big big pants. Okay. Yeah. No, like isn't it harem pants or am I just like yeah. jingle pants? All right, well, is it a hippie thing? Rich hippies? Is that what you're getting at? Yeah, that's what I was trying to... Rich hippies, yeah. The other... Well, yeah, okay, the other thing I was going to say is I like like more realistic statistics instead of one out of one, but maybe that's just me. But I'd be like, you know, eight out of ten or something. <laughs> you mean four out of five, dude? <laughs> it sounds like you're talking about doctors. I don't know. Okay. Okay, okay one out of one? One out Okay, cool. All right, he's one in a million. All right, oh, thank yeah. you so much, Yay, guys. Yay, Jesse Warren. <laughs> We're listening to Jug Band called the Bad Livers here on the Joke Workshop here on Mutiny Radio every Monday from 6 to 8. Today we're actually ending at 7.20, but we're going to get everybody in. Your next comedian, funny man. Uh, he also has been growing over the past many months, and he's so supportive of the station, and we love him so much here. Everybody, put your hands together. It's Ken Suzuki. Thank you. So the last time I was here, uh, I got to witness a bunch of comics, uh, well, all of us get into a, a debate over which tragedy was worse, 9-11, or Sandy Hook. This is what Joke Workshop degenerates into. Which tragedy was worse, 9-11 or Sandy Hook? And one of the comics brought his point was as to why Sandy Hook was worse was, well, 9-11 was corporate, man. I was like, are we at Berkeley now? What's going on? And I thought to myself, yeah, it's true. Yeah, 9-11, it had bigger numbers, but those were corporate-backed numbers, you know? Sandy Hook, that was indie. That's the real people's tragedy. That's the tra little tragedy that could. Although, when you think about it, in my mind, I was like, but by that logic, the Chicago Cubs are the greatest baseball team in the Major League Baseball Association. Fuck the Yankees. Another George Steinbrenner money. And it got to me thinking, too, the whole argument misses the point about both those tragedies. They were both inside jobs. Now, my dad, my dad's from a foreign country. 
So that means he's a, you know. Uh, and uh, he told me one day that uh, when he first came to the States, the biggest thing that grossed us about, out about our food was our steaks, particularly rare steaks, as he called them, or as he called them, bloody steaks. And I looked at him and was like, you people don't even know how to cook fish. What? And the steak grosses you out? But then I thought about it, like what we're raised and what we're conditioned to eat in our culture probably seems really gross to people outside of us. Because think about it. What is cheese? What is cheese, for example? Cheese is rotted, ferment, rot, pretty much rotted lactations from an animal that we insist on drinking in, into adulthood. Can you imagine any other species? Or can you imagine any one of us as adults running up to any one of our own species and be like, hey, hey, but oh, if it's okay, if it's from a cow. We drink kombucha, which, listen, I eat ass and that took longer to grow on me than fucking kombucha did, all right? So to me, I was like, well, you know what? It makes sense. I guess uh, rare steak was his red wings of the culinary world, really. You know what red wings are? Okay, that's good. I don't know. Okay. Um, but, so like I said, my father's, hmm, and this all happened in English, uh, just so you know. I, I, wouldn't I wouldn't talk to him if he didn't speak English. <laughs> Actually, I wouldn't know how to talk to him <laughs> if he didn't speak <laughs> But uh, uh, he's from Japan, and I was really happy, though. He came here many, many years ago, like in the 70s. And I think about it now that I know what I know. I'm like, man, I'm really glad you got to leave your country because he's a nice old man. Before I get to see what kind of perverts his people would become. <laughs> They invented tentacle porn and cartoon porn. And I'm pretty sure they're not doing it because they're really being considered of their pixelated or octopi citizens. I still have a minute left. Okay. Uh, no, for real. But it's really weird what we think about when we think about our porn, what we watch and what we view as fetishes. I was like, if that's the case, then, you know, what do we watch in our country? Uh, do well. The first question I thought of was, do, do do you think octopi actually enjoy tentacle porn? <laughs> That's the big one you gotta think about. Or do they have their fetish and it's not tentacles, it's hand and finger porn? <laughs> uh, that'll be all. Thank you. Clearly by the laughs, you know we like the tentacle porn and hand job jokes. <laughs> Just saying. Comments? Perfect. All right. I mean, no, I mean that was a, that was a stellar. It's everybody laughed. You could tell that that was a really good joke. Yeah. I, yeah. yeah. I want to compliment you. I like that you. Um, I feel like you're talking more about yourself um, mm -hmm. and your family, which I like. So that that shift. Um, the the fermented cow. Like, I feel like you could say, like, the rotted breast milk of a cow. Oh, breast? Something. I was trying to something, think of something, something like that. Yeah. yeah, or rotted, like, udder milk. I don't know what you would call it. And then I just really like the, I like the musing on do octopuses, octopi, oh, yeah. like, like, finger, like, finger porn. Yeah, it's great. Octopussy. There's a joke. There could be a tag in there about it, that old um, 007 movie, Octopussy. <laughs> I mean, if you're already there, you're already talking about tentacle porn, so. Yeah, I love, I love the octopus joke, dude. That was super funny. Uh, I think you should expand upon it. Maybe you do an act out. I don't know. I'm not. <laughs> I'm, 
Sound, sound. Yeah, I, I just think it's funny enough. To, it's so funny you should expand on it. I'd like to hear more about it. Uh, the, the first thing you did, you mentioned something about sand or something. I just didn't know what you were talking about. And then you mentioned some baseball team, and I also don't know what you're talking about. Maybe it's only because I, like, don't keep up with stuff, but I don't. maybe you should explain it. <laughs> Jesse, you are completely juxtaposing like my stereotype of what you look like. Right now, yeah. it's amazing. Yeah, I don't, I just didn't, yeah, thanks, man. Uh, but anyway, I, maybe one line to explain what both those, what the Well, 9-11 was a tragedy that happened. I know what 9-11, <laughs> <laughs> 2001. It's the one thing I- Never forget, Jesse. And Sandy Never Hope happened forget. in 2012 when a guy shut up at elementary school. Oh, uh, shit. All right. Uh, now I just sound like an asshole, so I'm going to put the... <laughs> uh, your, your octopus thing, it's it, it just amusing to me that, uh, you know, Japanese people basically just take the phallic portion of the anatomy and they just have it, you know, ram into some poor unsuspecting girl when octopi can contort their bodies to fit through a hole that's like a centimeter in diameter. So, like, just maybe it just makes me think of, like, how... The yeah, Japanese people are just just taking the most obvious thing when there's so much more freakiness to be had. I don't know if you really want to expand on, on octopus smut did, to that level. Did you uh, did you ever read the news story about the guy in Japan that stuck an eel up his butt? Oh my god! And it started eating his intestines. Oh lord! Yeah, he stuck he stuck it mouth side in, and it started eating through his body. You should look this up. It's a real news story. I read it. It was online. It's, it's not the Onion story. It really happened. They are Multiple news stories. It was it was a Japanese guy. So, so I think tentacle porn might actually be going in the wrong direction. People are getting hurt. <laughs> right, exactly. What's yeah. sad is this doesn't surprise yeah, you. Yeah, there, there you go. Hey, there you go. The 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 Japanese use tentacle porn to like show them like how to do it the right way, rather than all the freaky shit that octopuses really do. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't. Th- it was an eel, but still, it's still gross things sticking them up your butt. Uh, any other comments for Ken Suzuki? Clap wildly for octopus porn in Kensuzuki. Moving on, moving up. You guys, your next comedian is another very funny man. We're lucky to have him here. This Monday, you guys are going to laugh, pay attention, and take notes. Help him out and uh, be awesome. It's Tito Gonzalez. Some country music. Uh, yo, what Jesse said earlier about breaking up with a girl and like leaving on good terms, dude, that shit struck right home to me, dude. Because does that happen to anybody else here? It's fucking terrible, dude, because then you end up hanging out with him and you think it's a good idea, you know? It's fucking ridiculous. Like, I remember, like, I hung out with my ex-girlfriend, and, like, we were still on good terms. And she's like, oh, my God, I just traveled all over Europe. I just went to Germany, Switzerland, France. I was like, fuck, that's amazing, you know? But, like, as an ex-boyfriend, right, like, all I really hear is, I got fucked in Germany, Switzerland, France. You're like, fuck, you know? (laughs) I said that the other night, and there was, like, a a lady, like, sitting right here, and she didn't like it one bit. She just had her arms crossed. She's like, huh, so that's what men think. (laughs) I was like, I'm not proud of it, you know? Like, that's just how I'm married. I'm not proud of this. I'm not, like, you know, it's not cool, you know? 
And I always I like find myself just looking at her Facebook pictures. I don't know if anybody else does this. They're just looking for that one dude in the frame that's like, is she fucking that guy? Like, right? like all you can hope is it's like it's not the dude wearing sandals, you know? Like that's just all you can hope for. <laughs> I was um, I was uh, I had a stepfather for a bit. And I was really fucking stoked, you know, because I've never had a father. And I was like, fuck yeah, mom, you did it. You did it. You married a white guy, right? Like, life is going to get so much better, you know? Like, I've seen the movies, right? <laughs> but, like, you know how, like, you can get off-brand cereal? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you can get off-brand white people, right? And, like, what I mean by that is my stepfather's in prison, <laughs> right? And uh, it was a terrible experience. He went to prison for attempted robbery on a money truck. Uh, and it didn't work, guys. It didn't work. <laughs> it didn't work. And it was all over the news. And all my friends were calling me because they all knew him. They were like, hey, man, just saw, like, I hope everything's all right. Like, like how are you doing? I'm like, not good. <laughs> like, what do you think? What do you think's going on? You know what I mean? Moms isn't happy, guys. <laughs> you know? Like, what do you... Like, what do you think I'm, what do you think I'm gonna say? Like, hey, he's in jail, but I know where his weed stash is, and that motherfucker was stingy. <laughs> right? Like, what did you think was gonna happen? You know, like, you know, call me back, and it's a dark time right now, you know? I'm trying to find a way to make that funnier, dude. <laughs> it's a very sad time, you know? I feel like that would, there has to be something funny there. <laughs> but I, um, I, uh, I've been working on cars for a while, and I realized that I realized how fucked up it is, like the mechanic world. You know what I mean? Just the fact that they make cars purposely to break down, so you know we stay in business. You know what I mean, right? Because like obviously profits are way more, you know, better than natural resources, right? Nah, that was supposed to come out smoother. <laughs> <laughs> Right? And it's just like, there must be one guy in like that Ford meeting where they're building the new Ford that's just like, isn't our slogan like built to last, <laughs> you know? Like, can we, can we just make better parts, you know? And I just feel like the, the <laughs> I feel like the whole mechanic business and like the pharmaceutical world are very much alike in the sense that like, you know, like you take your car into the shop and they're like, oh, I'm sorry. Your car has motor cancer. And like, oh, so what do I have to do? Well, you have to keep bringing your car and we gotta replace your motor, right? But like, they're not gonna tell you if you just put better gas in your car, right? It's gonna last longer, you know what I mean? Right? It's just like, if you just stop eating Jack in the Box all the fucking time, you know, maybe you wouldn't have as many issues. You know, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but I, um, I don't know, man. I've been, I've been getting pretty sick of hipster culture lately. Like, fucking sick, but like, homesick, okay? Right? Because <laughs> like, the other day I was in Oakland, you know what I mean? And I saw this hipster get on the bus with a chicken, right? I'm, I'm from a third world country, all right? I was born in a third world country. He gets on the bus with a chicken. I was like, yo! <laughs> if he starts putting his luggage on top of the bus and selling chicles down the aisle, dude, like, I would just start crying. <laughs> all right, that's my time, guys. Thank you. Gonzalez, that last joke about the chicken is amazing. Um, I just had two, it was yeah, a really good set. Um, just two potential tags you could add for something. When you said uh, you've seen the movies, like when you're talking about your, yeah. you know, your mom's white person she caught. Um, no, I'm just, I, yeah, yeah. But you, you could say, I mean, there's so many movies you could reference, but okay. you could just say, so what's the one where the, the, the guy, or it's Jennifer Garner, and she like oh, teaches she a poetry. But yeah, but like you could be like, 
you could say something like, "What you know? He they, they, he might teach me algebra, but what I'll really learn is to believe in myself, or you know, or like what you wanted to get out of you know something." Okay, okay, okay. And then the only thing with the car, with the bringing back their motor, you could say something like, "Your car needs like motor chemotherapy or something." Yeah, yeah, but like, yeah. But something, it was a, something. Okay, yeah, 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 but, yeah. But they were both really good. Stories. Um, for the uh, your stepdad in prison, you wanted to do a little bit more with that. I did. I, I, just can't I feel like you could do something with like kind of like the statistics of like the high percentage of incarcerated people are black and brown, but like my dad, my mom had to get like the one the white one, guy yeah. going to prison or something. I don't know. That doesn't yeah, really work, but something like a lot, make it a little political. Yeah, I, was, I was thinking like something like you know when like you go to like one of those machines to get like a toy, those little like twenty five cent machines. Yeah. Uh huh. And then you always end up with like the sticker instead of like the bouncy ball yeah. or something. Nice. Like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or yeah. like some totally. It's like the statistical outline. Yeah. yeah. I think there's also way more you could do with the chicken story in terms of like, I love the sick, but homesick. I mean, you could just like go all out on hipsters appropriating Latino culture. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, just yeah. keep going. And that's yeah. like very good, yeah. Uh, yeah, that works. Uh, no, uh, on the same story, like when you the said chicken, my, my mind immediately went to you. I thought you were gonna say that you thought, oh, dinner. Oh, okay. <laughs> Which you could do as like a fake out before you say what you actually thought. Well, when you say chicken on the bus, I'm thinking there's a live chicken on the bus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I went straight, yeah, the, yeah, like, ch- the hipster like, brought a chicken. Oh, yeah. It was great. To act up part. Yay, Tito Gonzalez, yay! All right, so here's the deal. We have four people left on the list, and we have 20 minutes, we have 19 minutes left. So um, we're just going to, if it's cool, we're just going to do four-minute sets. Is that cool with everybody? Yeah. All right. The only person who really has to say is Ian, because he's the only one who was like, is that okay, Ian? Yeah. Okay, cool. All right. He's up next. He's a funny guy. You guys are going to laugh hysterically at, your jo- at his jokes. Clap wildly for Ian Levy. Hey, guys. Um, I was going to tell jokes, but then I decided, uh, then Saturday happened. So Saturday, um, I, uh, I, I should give you some insight. I, I like comic books, like more, I'm, I'm more than like comics. I love comic books. Like people have their thing. Everyone has their thing that they put all their time and energy into, you know, like some people, I, I don't know. So some people are into sports. Some people get into like quilting. Some people have girlfriends. Like I, I have comic books. Okay, I've loved comics for a long time. And yesterday was the Super Bowl of comic books. It's free comic book day. Okay, you you roll into any comic book store and they just give you free comic books. Okay, yeah, yeah. No, no, seriously. Or no, it was Saturday. Saturday was the day that they gave you free comics. And so so Saturday comes around, right? And I I wake up, you know, super excited, like woo, let's go, you know, <laughs> like it's my day. You know, I'm high-fiving all my housemates as I'm leaving the door. I, uh, I, I brought my backpack, because I'm not an amateur at a free comic book day. <laughs> Let's get real here. And, and as I went down to this, the comic book store right down the street from me. There's one about, like, ten blocks. And I went in there, and I got my, my free comics. And the way they do it is it's actually it's to promote comic books, right? So the companies actually give the comic book stores free comics, and then the, the comic book stores decide how to hand them out. And um, in order to make sure there's enough for everyone, they're allowed to give out however many they want, but the comic book store my, by my house decided to only do uh, two comics a person, right? And so there's, there's like 15 you can get in total, 
but uh, you can only pick two. So I got my two, and I was like, well, I could leave uh, the rest for other people, or I could figure out a way to get more comic books, you know? Like, screw the children, these comics are free, I'm broke, like, I need me some more comic books, man. So I, uh, and I remembered, I, I work actually about a five minute walk from this place, okay? So I walked over to my work where my friend Eric was working, and I work in a little cafe, and he's just working by himself, and we don't have, the manager wasn't on site, so I said, hey, Eric, do you want me to work for 10 minutes and you go get me two free comic books? And, and he said, sure, right? And, and to me, it's a great plan. So I start working, right? And I'm just making lattes, doing whatever. And, and Eric leaves. And then he comes back. And Eric has this kind of weird look on his face. And I'm like, what happened? And he's like, you will not believe what just happened, OK? And I, all I want is my comic books. Like, I'm barely listening to what he's saying. And then he said, so I go in there to get you the like two comic books and then a limousine pulls up and the door opens and Stan Lee steps out of the limousine. This really happened. This did. He's driving around the city promoting free comic book day. Stan Lee gets out of the car, takes one picture and then gets back in the limo and drives off. And I, the lover of comic books, <laughs> am five minutes away making free lot all because I wanted two more comic books. I couldn't hang out and just enjoy the moment. I couldn't, you know, just be part of this thing. I just had to get my, my free comic. And I think there's, there's a moral to the story. And the moral of the story is if you're greedy, you don't get to meet Stan Lee. Like that's, <laughs> that's uh, what I have. Um, <laughs> Oh man, um, yeah, that's basically, and that all really happened. Like that's not a joke. I didn't make any of that up or write any of that. Uh, in total, I ended the day. I went to numerous comic book stores, uh, so I ended with 24 comics. <laughs> that's how many. Three comic book stores later, 24 comics. So I was, I was happy still. Uh, and Stanley is actually like I'm a big enough nerd that Stanley's kind of a horrible person if you really know Stanley I think knowing Stanley is kind of like what it's like for a dog going to the vet where when you first like know Stanley you think like oh he's amazing he's amazing it's like a dog gets in the car it's like oh it's amazing it's amazing oh it's so cool and then the more you information you get you realize it's kind of a shittier shittier situation uh, he actually stole a lot from Jack Kirby and Steve Dick I could like talk for like 10 hours I like comic books like I really love comic books but uh I, I think I'll just let the next person up here instead of like waste your time with any pre-written jokes tonight. Okay, thanks a lot, guys. Yay, Ian Levy, comic book aficionado. I had no idea. It's you're a comic that likes comics. There you go. Absolutely rad. Uh, all right, thanks so much. That was very funny. Your next comedian. She's uh, she's a lovely human being, and I'm so glad she's here tonight. Let's listen to her jokes, everybody. It's Elizabeth Simone. Hi. I wanted to give comments about your comics, but we're not doing that, I guess. Um, I realized that this month is my nine-month comedy versary. Um, yeah. Thank you. So in the time that I've been doing stand-up, I could have had a baby. <laughs> Actually, I did some stand-up 10 years ago in college. I did a couple shows then. That was my comedy abortion. Yeah, I just, though, I'm, I'm glad I had it. Like, I know that's kind of taboo to say that you're, you're glad you had your comedy abortion, but I just, like, wasn't ready for that kind of irresponsibility in my 20s. I had to do other things, you know? Like, I had to, I had to let loose, and I went to grad school. I got a master's degree, got a job, you know, fun times. But then I turned 32 this year, and I was like, oh, God, like, time's really... 
it's getting it's getting really late I feel the pressure you know my parents were like when are you when are you gonna do comedy like I felt like everywhere I went I I, I saw comics I, I heard the sound of laughter and like you know like I was like I still have time but then you know like your jokes are really only good till you're like 38 right I mean I mean some people can tell them at 40 but and I thought about freezing my jokes till later but yeah um, so you know when you're dating someone and they say let's just be friends that that's code for let's never hang out again yeah but the thing about that saying is I think the term just friends is really offensive because friendship is awesome like there's nothing just about friendship the saying just friends is an insult to the institution of friendship so I think that the next time someone says to me, let's just be friends, this is what I'm going to hear. Uh, you know, I don't really want anything romantic. So let's just have a deep and committed relationship that, we, that happens over many years as we grow and change together. You know, I don't really want to call you for booty calls anymore, booty calls anymore, but let's just like call each other at 2 a.m. when we really need to talk because you're my BFF. Um, you know, I just don't feel the chemistry anymore, so let's just like laugh hysterically at jokes that only we get. Um, I don't really think we're compatible, so let's just hang out like multiple times a week and have an awesome time together. Um, oh my god, I forgot a prop. I had a prop. Can I just run and get a prop? I've never done this before, so. Prop time. Okay, this is, you know, this this is the Sunday New York Times book review. And I noticed that um, they now have a bestseller list for children's books that are picture books. I'm not kidding, okay? So, um, and each of the books on the list gets a little description. So. Um, for example, good night, good night construction site. <laughs> the description is trucks turn in. Um, number 10, I will take a nap. The description is red-eyed Gerald needs some sleep or is it Piggy who's due for a nap? I don't know about you, but I'm on the edge of my seat to find out who needs that nap. <laughs> or number six, dragons love tacos. Description, what to serve your dragon guests. Gee, I wonder. And this really begs the question, who are these written for? Like, I'm imagining some precocious four-year-old at the breakfast table, you know, sippy cup of OJ in one hand, New York Times in the other. Oh, dragons love tacos. That looks like a good read. <laughs> and I guess that explains why my dragon stuffed animals never eat the kale salad I serve them. Okay, I'm Elizabeth. Thank you. I know we don't have time for comments, but that children's book thing is hilarious because I'm a nanny and I read those books all the time and they're all really shitty. Some of them, their rhyme scheme is off too and they have terrible syllabic count and I'm like, how are these people making money at this? But they don't have an MFA in poetry. Your next comedian is another funny man and I'm glad that he's here and I'm, I'm sorry. We, we, he doesn't need comments because he's, he's, uh, he's great and you guys are going to love his material. So clap right now like you've never clapped before for Matthew Quirk. All right. 
right, so those of you who have been following my career know that I get pretty political up in here. And I'm just finally glad that our legislative and judicial branches are finally tackling the issue of where trans people go to the bathroom. I cannot believe it was so below my radar, the suffering these people have been going through. Have they been holding it all this time? I mean, don't they go through enough? Well, I hope there are some like riders and tags along with this, this bill uh, because there's a number of bathroom issues I think we need to solve as a society that, you know, it's just time, 2016. For example, finally, can we lay to rest the question whether the toilet paper roll rolls outside or rolls inside so we can get some uniformity in our, in our bathrooms? throughout the nation. You like the outside role? Well, it's gonna, it's gonna be put to the vote, so you should write your congressperson. But along with that, also, I mean, I just think this, this is the great unspoken thing about bathrooms. Whose responsibility is it to clean the pee and the shit and the blood that occasionally gets on the toilet seat? Now, I know it's not really blood, it's just the inner uterine walls sloughing off, but I think you guys know what I'm talking about. So, I mean, I think if you leave that mess, shouldn't you just clean it the hell up? I mean, what are we doing, the third world squat in there or something? It's a toilet, sit down, relax, and there's, there's paperwork there to help you. But along with that, I think it comes to the next major restroom problem going in there, and that's that there is piss on the seats, that there is this stuff on the seats. If the seat is getting in between you and the toilet, please remove the seat so you just have a clear shot there. I mean, I've constantly, what, we got some women here. Seat up or seat down, right? How do you, how do you like the bathroom? When you, seat down. Seat down, seat down. <laughs> I understand that you want it like that, but sometimes I go in there and there's already piss on the seat and there's a woman behind me and I don't want to be blamed for pissing on the seat. So I'll put it up, I'll miss the seat, and I'll leave it up so the woman behind me isn't, like I'd rather be blamed for leaving the seat up than for being the asshole that pissed <laughs> on the seat. I don't want to get that mixed up. But on that note, I believe it's time that we passed a law to sum up these bathroom issues. That I believe there's not just a seat, there's a lid. I, I'm in construction. There's a lid? I mean, yeah. I about yeah. When you're done with something, you're supposed to close it and put it back. Clean it off, close it, put it back. And can we just close the seat? The, the lid on the, on the toilet as well, I believe that should be a federal law with all, you know, associative fines and jail sentences to go along with it. And I guess that's really it. Don't forget to vote. San Francisco. Matthew Quirk, seat down. I just have one minute? Uh, yeah, you I, have a minute. Okay, so let me do one more minute. What I really want banned from the bathroom is all the people who are eating the shitty food and out drinking beers and eating those fucking questionable street dogs. I don't want trannies banned from the bathrooms. I want people who are about to leave what can only be described as an abomination unto God in those bathrooms when I just want to urinate. All right, thank you, sir. <laughs>
sucks when someone poops at mutiny. Yay. But that's why we have a new lighter in the back. I'm supposed to get matches. Don't worry. I'm trying to take care of your needs. I'm the only one that sticks my hand in that toilet. By the way, I enjoy your lid down politics. I think that we all need to instill this. We have one last comedian of the night, and thank you guys so much. Clap it up for yourselves right now for staying the whole time. I really appreciate it. Yay, audience, yay. And your last comedian is here, and we're going to give her great attention. We're going to listen to her jokes, and we're going to laugh hysterically. Everybody put your hands together. It's Madison D. Thanks. (laughs) I'm really excited about this one. Um, What does a vampire call a used tampon? A tea bag. Oh, I got it. <laughs> but I'm still excited about it. <laughs> so gross. <laughs> um, so I have a possibly like dumb comment on an earlier joke. Um, the whole tentacle porn thing. I didn't realize that like the tentacles were going into something because I pictured it like they were sucking on a dick. So I thought that's what guys were into. <laughs> I thought that like that like maybe people were taking baby octopi and doing terrible things to them. <laughs> really misunderstood. <laughs> um, I have a weird housing situation. I like live with a friend's parents, except for the friend's parents live in the guest house out back, so I just like live alone in their giant house. <laughs> it's really weird. Sometimes I see them in the kitchen, like once or twice a week. They call me their ghost. But um, for the first three months, there was a toilet in my room, and I like I never thought twice about it. It was just like over in the corner by the bookshelf. And then eventually they finished the bathroom renovations, and the toilet was no longer in my room. And it occurred to me that that was weird. Like normal people don't just have a toilet in their room for months on end, and not think about it at all. But that was good, because then I had a bathroom on my floor, and I didn't have to go downstairs to go to the bathroom, because that sucks. Um, Bart recently got these ads for Haagen-Dazs, and (laughs) yeah. (laughs) Um, The one at the station I work by, though, is for like raspberry or something. It's mostly, it's just really red. It's just like red all over the floor. And the first time I saw it, I was taking the escalator down and I thought it was a murder scene. (laughs) I was just on the escalator, like slowly moving towards it, freaking out more and more. (laughs) Um, Oh, breakups. I've only really experienced one breakup. Um, I, it was a three year relationship. We lived together and then our lease was up, and I said I was going home to Minnesota for two weeks, and then I just never came back. (laughs) That was two and a half years ago. I moved back to California in January. (laughs) I mean, I let him know, like a month or so in, but (laughs) it's a good way to break up. You don't have to worry about running into them, ever. (laughs) Okay, I'm done, thank you. So funny. All right. Hey, guys, we did it. It's 718. Everybody got in. We did it. We have time. This is awesome. I'm really, really happy about tonight. Thank you guys so much. Uh, Joke Workshop is every Monday from 6 to 8 p.m. Usually uh, the Warriors are playing tonight. So uh, go Warriors. We think Stephen Curry might be playing in this game, so they might win tonight. 
Yes, this would be game three. Nobody cares. I'm the only one that cares about the Warriors. Yeah, get, this, this is the fourth game, but they'd win the third. This is the fourth game, but they'd finally win three because they lost the last one. Uh, I'll, I'll leave you guys with my, uh, with my Warriors joke. We live in a golden state, all right? I went to this new restaurant in Oakland uh, off of Harrison called The Bandwagon, and I got the green curry in a clay bogut. <laughs> It was so hot. I I, uh, I almost splashed macadoo all over my iguodala. I had to rush to my cur. You know, I had to get out of there. That's what I'm saying. The smell of Festus was just too much. I mean, victory tonight. Go Warriors. Yay. Bye. Thanks for being here at the Joke Workshop. Yay.
another episode of fuck everything fuck you with sean and timmy uh sean and i have been stuck in this hedge maze for like a week and a half now what does that mean every time i go to sleep i wake up and the maze has changed somehow i found an apple tree that's how i've been getting my nutrition uh i don't know there's three crows guarding a ruby and i keep passing the same pirate skeleton all the time you're just talking about nintendo right now right i don't know man Hedge maze. It's hard to tell it's sometimes whether it's Nintendo or DMT. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It gets, it I mean, it's kind of the same. It, I mean, life is kind of, kind of a, kind of a hedge, hedge maze. I mean, if you really want to find Zelda, there's a quick way. I, I don't want to think about this hedge maze anymore. It's, All right, it's you brought it up. All right. Well, I, I got a, I got a plug. I got the. Uh, I got the punchline coming up Tuesday, February second at. Uh, Eight o'clock. Uh, it's fifteen dollars. Uh, come out and see me. It's my uh, first real comedy club show. Um, that'd be fantastic. Uh, come say hello. Um, I will say hi back and make awkward conversation with you. Um, Sean, you got anything to plug? Yeah, Timmy's gonna be at the punchline. <laughs> <laughs> Whenever it was that he said that he was going to be there, I trust that he had the right date. So yeah. go to that. And uh, oh yeah, Sean's got uh, his music. Uh, that was a, you just heard it. Uh, he's a bloody snowman, all one word. Everything's amazing that he does. Uh, buy that shit and download it. Um, I'm very. Oh, I do have one. I guess I have a couple plugs. I'm, oh yeah, I'm gonna be playing Monsters of Love in a hidden location in Oakland. Monsters of Love is. I thought that was in the woods. No, no, that's Mutant Fest. Monsters of Love is a one one time a year kind of anti-Valentine's Day monster party, and I'll be playing that, and I think it's March 6th, which is a Saturday, and then I'll be playing somewhere in L.A. in the spring. Wait, no, it'll be March 5th. March 6th is actually a Sunday. Okay, March 5th. Thank yeah. you. Thank you all for being aware of time and space. <laughs> uh, sun, and then uh, I'll be playing in L.A. sometime in the spring, hopefully with abandoned footwear, but definitely with continues. Which is Stan from Babylands. I oh, know shit. Continues will be there. I love those guys. Well, he, yeah, he's the one that booked book that shit. So, yeah. Dope. Yeah. Well, I'll have to go say hi to Dan. Hope he remembers me. Yeah. Well, you'll have to come to L.A. Oh, fuck. You're going all the way to L.A.? Yeah. Yeah. Tight. I just found out a couple days ago. Dude, good for you. Good, good for, for me. You. Good for That's you. all the plugging I have. I, nev I never plug shit, so at least I have something to plug. Okay, so today's guest is uh, one of my favorite people. Um, she is the fantastic Pam Benjamin. She runs uh, Mutiny Radio. Uh, she takes uh, 
new comics with horrible jokes and develops them into funnier comics. And uh, she runs uh, a fuck ton of the shows in the city. And uh, she is a fantastic, patient uh, woman. And uh, I would not be doing comedy today if it wasn't for her support. So I am very happy to have her as, uh, as the guest on my show today. Uh, before we get into it, uh, why don't you tell us about this fantastic uh, festival that you're putting on, Pam? Well, Timmy's going to be at the punchline on <laughs> February 2nd <laughs> at 8 o'clock. It's only $15. <laughs> wait, 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 what, are we, what are we talking about? What day of the week is it? Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, a, it's a Tuesday, right? Okay. It's a yeah. Tuesday. It's Groundhog Day. Yeah. Yeah, I I know I'm very very good with time and space. Okay, um, I'm not. I'm not. So uh, the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival is March second through sixth, 2016. I don't know. I haven't counted the days right now. How many days to count down? I think we're at something like 36 days. Right. Something like that. It's either 37. Thir- it's between 34 and 37 days. Is how many days are left. So you're pretty good with time and space. Pretty good with time and space. Like amazing. I, I haven't nailed that number down only because I don't want to keep freaking myself out. <laughs> I think that it's better to leave a little flux in there. That's good. Yeah, because I'm, I'm starting to have a nervous breakdown. Well, you're putting a fuck ton of work into it. You're getting chairs and electrical and all this other stuff. And you got how did you get all these uh, out-of-town comics to come in? Well, um, I did this festival last year in Seattle in August called the Hilarious Comedy Festival. Applications are open until the 4th of um, the, the fourth month of the year, April. So definitely apply. It's their second annual. Well, I went to their first annual, and I had such a good time. Like, you know, the, the audiences weren't uh, great, but it was like comedy summer camp, and it was everybody of what I consider to be a similar caliber of comedian to myself, and it was great to meet people who'd been doing comedy for four, six, eight, eleven years that were... I felt like, oh, I'm on a playing field with these guys and ladies, and it was great to be, A, acknowledged for a festival and have someone pick your video out and say, you, you're funny, I want you to come in. Um, that isn't like a big, there are, what big names are there from like San Francisco and, you know, Indiana and, you know, like an, I've got a guy from Georgia coming and South Carolina and uh, Massachusetts, Michigan, Texas. And so it all started... I met all those people at that festival, and I was like, I was really inspired, and I thought, oh, you know, I could do this, and I kind of just worked off that Facebook group, and then I got onto, like, their message boards, and then I've been on the Northwestern one for a long time, so a lot of people up there knew me, so we have, like, eight comics coming from Portland and four from Seattle, or just Washington in general, but only because I've sort of done that area a little bit, so I knew people, but... It was all Facebook, man. Like, that was it. That's how I got everybody. And I had um, over 150 submissions from people all over the United States and beyond uh, internationally. And I had to whittle it down to 24. And then locally, I had 60 people apply, and there were only 20 spaces. So there was interest, you know, from a comedian standpoint, I felt like. And, you know, we're just... The thing I learned from the other festival was that everything was great, and Patrick Higgins put it together, and he's actually a really great festival organizer, and everything worked, except they chose the wrong space. And the whole time at all the shows, I was like, that's so funny. I have the space. Like, like, because even this, they weren't having... 40 seats was like the theater anyways, even if it would have sold out, which didn't come close. It was just 40 seats, and I was like, but that, that's what's here. It's 40 seats. So I thought the rest of it is easy. We've got the microphone, the radio component's a cool part of it. Why don't, cause, and that's the thing that this makes us cool, is that we're bringing people from all over the United States and internationally, and their people there can listen to them live, 
or can download the podcast after. And if we get smart enough and start monetizing our fucking podcasts, then we could actually, you know, make some money off the podcast because people might be interested if their friend Brian Plum is coming from Boston, Massachusetts. Oh, yeah. He's going he's gonna to do the live show for me and a separate one. We've been chatting a whole bunch online. Fantastic. Yeah. He's not, and he seems like he gets around, man. He's, I see him at some pretty big names he's across the country. He's young and hungry. Yeah. He's, he seems like a good dude. Yeah. And funny. Yeah. So uh, th- that's the thing. It's all these people that are kind of, it's just, I've, I've been doing comedy f- now for the four and a half years and I'm like, all right, you know, wh- what else is there besides where, where else, what else do we do? Where else do we go? Like, I'm not going to move to LA. I'm not going to go to San yeah, Francisco. Yeah, fuck LA. So then it's like, I, I, cause it's just not me. I don't, I'm not gonna, I'm not ever going to wear makeup. I'm not gonna I'm not going to show off my cute little bod because I don't believe in that. And it bothers me when other female comedians just rely on them. They're like, well, if I show my tits and I've got to wear the lipstick, put my hair up. And it's true. When I wear, when I dress up, people pay attention to me more. It's true. Like they, they just do, but it's just, it's not me. And I don't, it's not me. So it's like, well, what could I do in San Francisco to establish something here? And, yeah, whatever. So this is the home of new comedians. That's not so bad. If it becomes a thing, that's a thing. Like, why can't that be a thing? Yeah, I mean, so yeah. Far, I think so far so good. I mean, it seems like it's getting a little bit of traction on Facebook. Um, I'm excited to do the live show. I, I think I think we'll have a few people here. It'll be good. Yeah. Yeah, I'm yeah, definitely. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna spring for like mimosas and beers for people that's to show up. Yeah. That's rad. Yeah. Well, but and we have the. I mean, we're gonna have the the green tent for people. Here's the thing. The, so if there isn't an audience, if I, if all of my promo, cause promotion is so hard. And if all of the promotion fails objectively and nobody comes, uh, we still have this cool green tent that the comedians can hang out in and there'll be comedians here. It just means we don't make any money. Right. But PBR is a sponsor. So the green tent for people that are in the festival, they're going to have a bouncer on the door. You got to be in the festival. We got all this beer donated. We're going to have food every night for the comedians. I've got these gift bags with like PBR swag and Alta California botanicals and a super cool t-shirt that we're making and pieces of art, two pieces of art from local artists. They're making one for everybody. And what's the other gift bag thing? I have one other thing in the gift bag. I can't remember, but they get cool shit and like, you know, and, and then, He's one of the artists, Phil Spittler. And then on Saturday at Brainwash, we got PBR to sponsor. We're having a show from 2 to 4, and it's free beer for everyone. What? Yes. Because the PBR is sponsoring us, and he's like, and Jeff of Brainwash Cafe is another sponsor, and he's like, well, what can we do for you? And I'm like, I would like to have a comedy show on Saturday afternoon from 2 to 4 so it doesn't interfere with anything True Hustle does, Because, but I want Tony Sparks to host it, which he agreed to do, because I want to give all these out-of-town comedians, like, the, the Brainwash feel. Right. You know, like, right, here right. it is. This is a brand new show on a Saturday. But, like, free beer for everybody. Like, even if... So that's the thing. I'm like, I've set them up. That if things here are terrible, we've got a party on Thursday night at Eagle SF where we're having oh, a special comedy amazing. show. Special comedy show at midnight, hosted by Colin Holt. So, and there's going to be tons of people there. And they get, like, drink specials. And they're not going to have a door cover. It's going to be super fun. So it's going to be, like, party with the comedians and... And a big show, and and then Saturday with the brainwash thing. So I feel like even if, even if people go like, 
nobody buys tickets for here. There's only like five people in a show or whatever. They're still going to be like, the green tent was amazing. And these parties and like, and I'm giving them a comprehensive list of all of the open mics where mm. they are everywhere so that they can do everything while they're here for five days. Cause they've got a lot of time and there's tons of open mics. I'm encouraging them to come on Monday so they can hit those open mics. I'm going to hit them up with a list this month of everyone who's running showcases and try to like push them out to, you know, cheaper than therapy. Like, Hey, Eloisa, here's the list of people. I'll tell them this is Eloisa, right. you know, yeah. give her a video, hit her up because I mean, they're all going to be here. Some of them should get, and they're really great. I mean, some of these people on the festivals are like the guy coming from New York is like mind blowing. Jamie Pierce. He's just super on it. And I don't know. I watched it. It took me a long time to go through the videos and I, I went through a lot of them multiple times and I feel like I, I, I watch enough comedy <laughs> to know what's good and what isn't since I run, you know, three open mics a week. <laughs> so yeah. I know. And you're at every other open mic. <laughs> Where is this green tent going to be? That It's a very good question, I think. It's going to be located outside the building because I don't, I can't have a green room. It's called a green tent because I want a green room. But like on the sidewalk? On the sidewalk, but I've got a pop-up tent and it's 10 by 10 and I'm going to put blankets around it and a little table in there and a little with food and a little cooler with beers and some folding chairs and it's where the comedians hang out before their sets and that's they can awesome hang out all i have enough every night i get five cases Whoa. for the comedians for the green tent but it's but here's the thing it's five shows in 25 days and each show has at least four comics because we have one host that does 10 minutes and then we have three people that all do like 10 to 15 depending and then um uh, some of the shows I have four people on, so that means they only get 10-minute sets, and the host only gets seven, but with those people, I've guaranteed them extra shows. So everyone's, and that's the other thing, so we went to the other festival. I got three sets, and they were all 78 minutes long. None of my sets will be less than 10 minutes here, and everybody gets at least three. Some people are getting up to five. And we have the outside shows as well, so it's like, you're getting a lot of stage time. Yeah. And, and it's on the radio, and it's podcast, so it's not just like... So I feel like as a service to the comedians that are coming, this is going to be cool. I'm just hoping that San Francisco gives a fuck enough about comedy <laughs> to come see. Yeah, San Francisco, uh, San Francisco yeah. give a fuck. Come, uh, come to our festival, man. That's a big, big, big un undertaking for, for you to take on. Because, I mean, I, I don't know. Timmy and I have both put on a lot of shows. Yeah. But not festivals. Yeah, right. we never... Well, I mean... Or I guess the strawberry bacon was a festival, but it, yeah, was, only, it was only one event. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. But, no, I mean, just the amount of planning and and all the logistics involved is, is a lot more than I think most people realize. Yeah, I know. But when it's done understand. by... Usually it's done by more than one. Exactly. I've never dealt with a sponsor. Oh, I'm not trying to freak you out. No, no, it's but okay. But you're no, fucked. No, 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 Well, I got the sponsors. I, the thing is, I started this at the end of September is when I realized I'm going to do this. And then I timed it all out and I was like... You know, my entire month of November was like, look for some, get submissions, look at them, and find sponsors. Because I knew I had to lock the sponsors down before I started doing any of the publicity because I had to have their logos and I had to know what they were giving me. <laughs> yeah, the flyers look fantastic. So, yeah, the flyers are really good. Yeah, Subliminal SF is another company that um, is donating their um, 
time and abilities to all of our design work. They're, they design flyers. There's a poster coming out. They're doing the T-shirt. Um, they do all. He does. It's Mikey from Subliminal SF. SubliminalSF.com. Go there now. The T-shirt <laughs> that I have. That's the picture of the police. Uh, for the listeners out there, Pam's actually a cartoon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's a. I have a T-shirt that um, it has a picture of the police on the front, like Sting and Stuart Copeland, and then um, underneath it it says "Fuck NWA." <laughs> and that's one of that's one of his t-shirts that's nice. one of mikey's t-shirts so I, I want that yeah he has it online you can go to subliminalsf.com uh but he has those t-shirts so he's doing all of our design work and he's rad so and all of this stuff is donation i haven't put out a penny yet the flyers were paid for by alta california what? yeah alta california botanicals another sponsor that's paying for the t-shirts generous stoners yeah generous stoners yeah i know and they're they're putting stuff in the gift baskets for all the all the comics as well so yeah yeah um, actually our podcast <laughs> is doing a live show uh it'll be closing out uh the festival not closing out the festival but on the day of the closing of the festival that's uh sunday march 6 from uh four to uh six come on down i'll be springing for mimosas and beers um you can buy tickets online at www.universe.com backslash mutinyradio.fm we'd love to see you uh we're gonna have a collection of like eight or nine guests uh that have previously been on the show just kind of hopping on and off stage and we're just gonna have fun and fuck around it's gonna be really cool um i hope to see some of you guys there um yeah so we're really excited about that just like Sketchfest, they do podcasts. Yeah, yeah. You're you're our only podcast. Awesome. Yeah, I mean we're like an actual podcast. Yeah, really. yeah, yeah. We're yeah. the only podcast in the festival. At, yeah. Oh, in the yeah. festival. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. The rest of them are we, all live shows. We won't let well, you down unless we do. <laughs> you guys okay, so I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna do our uh, our segment break, cool. uh, and then uh, we will go into some interview with Pam. Okay, so I know we're both from Danville, but you grew up in Danville? Where I grew you? up in Danville. Where were you born? I was born uh, in, Lo- in Lawrence Livermore Lab. I was born at Lawrence <laughs> he created Livermore, it at Livermore Memorial Hospital. I'm a Livermore. I was at Kaiser Walnut Creek. Oh, okay. Um, so, uh, I don't know. Tell me, tell me about being a kid in Danville. Um, well, I was always afraid of the dead smashed frogs. We lived near a creek. And um, Wait, where'd you live? Where'd you live? Uh, in between Sycamore and um, Green uh, Greenbrook. Brook. In between Sycamore and Greenbrook. Oh, okay, cool. There's a little. There was a strange little subdivision when you you were in Sycamore and you went down this hill, and then there was this subdivision that was there in this really strange area, and the creek was there, and then you went around this big corner, and then all of a sudden you went up a hill, and then you were in Greenbrook, and that's where all the the green thing, the parks were in the middle, and the stuff. oh and right, go right, up right, to that, right. And I knew people that lived there. Like not quite Osage, but uh, right, right, right. I, I know the park. I don't know the name of it. So we were in th- this weird no man's land area of subdivision that was next to a creek, and um, you know, I was always the dead frogs were everywhere, and I couldn't. They freaked me out in the middle of the street when I was a kid, and I 
go by on my, you know, a bicycle, and I'd have to put my hand on the side of my face and dead frogs. And we'd go riding down by the creek, and all the little baby frogs would be out, and I'd be freaking out because I wouldn't want to smash the baby frogs with my bike. <laughs> These are my childhood memories. Is this Greenbrook, like, off Sycamore Valley Road? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. Absolutely. Never yeah. been there. Never heard of it. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I went to a Santa Monica Valley Christian. Well, first I went... Um, in preschool, I was at the church at CPC, and then in kindergarten, I started at Santa Monica Valley Christian Academy, and in Danville, and then um, my little brother went there. Really? Yeah, That's I was a little hilarious. kid's corral. Yeah. Um, I, my parents moved me to another school because the teacher said I was masturbating in class. Were you Pam? Probably. Yes. But <laughs> I was four. I was young when I started kindergarten. I was four and everybody else was five. And I couldn't tie my shoes, but I could read. And, and masturbate. And, and, and the Christians were very Christian. And, and so, hot, and, apparently. And hot. Well, I, they made me feel really uncomfortable all the time because I was a chunky child. And uh, my teacher would make fun of me in front of the other kids. And I have this... True story. What'd she say? So we had to memorize. I'm a very great memorizer. I don't know if you know this about me. I sort of have this sort of photographic memory thing. And I, even as a kid, I could memorize Bible verses, like just boom, full passages, whatever. And we had, we would, we would memorize a very simple Bible verse and you'd stand up in front of the class at the end of the week, say your Bible verse, and then you would get a tiny ice cream cone, like a tiny one, you know, those little tiny, tiny ones with a tiny little scoop. And so I get up in front of the class, and I do my Bible verse just like everybody else. And then she hands me graham crackers. What a bitch. And I'm like, where's my ice cream cone? And she's like, fat little girls uh, don't really get anywhere in the world, so I'm helping you by giving you graham crackers. Now, in retrospect, the graham crackers probably had more calories yeah. than the ice cream cone. Yeah. yeah did but she was calling me out for some reason this teacher had it out for me and my mom knew it too so then but people in the school said that's crazy why would they have it out for your kid but i completely understand it was this christian school back in the day i'm a creative kid who's a little bit out there who can read when no one else could read like sitting there going like i know how to do this stuff and they but they couldn't keep me but i didn't have adhd i was very focused and i wanted to please and i always raised my hand and i was trying to be good so hard but how annoying must that be anyways i must have pissed off mrs mowers so they put me in regular people school what's it called poor people school probably Public school. Public school. They put me. In, I'm sorry. I'm from Danville. That sounds awful. Right. So they put me at um, what's the? It's uh, what's called? It's oh god. What's the name of it? It's Los, there's a Los No, that was junior high. Hmm. There was a. This is in kindergarten. There's a, a mountain. There's Mount Diablo painted on it, and you drive. By. Charlotte. Charlotte. No, that's the other junior high. Charlotte Wood. It was the. It was the kids' school. Over by Greenbrook, like off of. Uh, other, other direction. With like, the mural. El, like a big mural, but like El Diablo or something like Alcero. that. Oh, okay. El no, we we went through that already. Oh, it's up to, you're almost, we're almost at El Solo Boulevard. It's in between. Right. I, I, know, it's, it's, that, it's, I know exactly what it looks I, like. It's it's the it's the Diablo area, but I don't right. know. Come on, John. I know you know what it is. It's I can't it's, remember what it was. Was it the Black Hawk movie theater? <laughs> that was farther up. That was later. Foster Freeze. But uh, <laughs> Carl's Jr. in San Ramon. They they put they put me there, and I was there for a while, and I thrived. And in first grade, I did really well, and the teacher liked me. And then in second in then they had me in a first and second grade combination class. And Were I you really, still really beaten well. off? 
No, I wasn't. <laughs> I wasn't beating off in class anymore. I think I was just playing with myself because I was nervous. So I, they put me in this regular kid's school, and I was excelling, and I was in the first, second grader class, and then they put me in the second, third grader class, and I was a second grader. And then my parents made the wise decision to put me back in fucking Christian school. So they put me back at SRVCA with the same group of kids that I was in when I was a kindergarten who didn't like me, and then they put me back. So my entire childhood was filled with Jesus loving me, but nobody else loving me. So Jesus loves me. Be perfect, but everyone else hates you all the time until seventh grade. That's what it was like. I was with the same fucking people. Didn't get invited to the birthday parties. They're all rich little motherfuckers. They all lived up on that fucking hill, and their houses, their their stables were bigger than my house, and they were all so rich and so fucking cunty, and they never invited me to their birthday parties. And every once in a while, because we were all at the church together, I'd get to go to their house, and I was like, oh, I'm at Jenny Smith's house. This is so amazing. I'm at Brianna Bedane's house. How special I feel, because I'm a poor little... So were you, were, you, were you renter trash? No. Is that how you got to be... I was renter trash. I, I went to school with really rich kids, but I was like super poor. I, I wish we were poor. We were. <laughs> the problem was I thought we were poor, but we were really, really rich. My parents always owned their own house. They had everything we wanted. I just went when I was in high school, my 16th birthday. My parents bought me a car, but it was a Hyundai, and so everyone made fun of me because it wasn't a BMW. That's Danville. Yeah. So and that's just the way I grew up, and it was awful. I just I was never good enough because I was never good enough for Jesus, and I was never good enough for everybody else. And I tried so hard, and I tried to get a 4.0, but everybody. Everybody's blonder and prettier and cuter and a better cheerleader and everybody's perfect and 98% of the people that go to from high school go to college but like oh you only go to UC he only got into UC San Diego Ugh. well I got into Columbia and Berkeley and blah 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 it's like everything is con was constantly a competition in my youth and I just never measured up you know what those fuckers did to me in fifth grade I mouthed off in fifth grade. I don't remember what I said. Oh, yeah, I remember what I said. Uh, the teacher asked the question. She goes, uh, the final, the extra credit question for the history test was, um, who doesn't clap after the presidential speech? Um, who's, this is, th it's, the answer was like the Congress or something, but m I wrote on my test, uh, paraplegics. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> so she made an example of, of me in front of the whole class and then put me on garbage duty. Um, For it, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, well, cause she had some war vet friends that were paraplegics. She started crying. It was a whole ordeal. Whatever. <laughs> I, I, she started crying. Whatever. Yeah. So, uh, I hope she's dead. Yeah, no. So, so this is this isn't even this isn't even the bad part. Uh, I mean, I understand it was an asshole. So I'm in the hallway, like, cause they put the trash cans outside the door at the end of every class, and I'm walking through the hallway with the janitor, the nicest man in the world. His name was Chuck. He's a totally cool guy. He was probably like my age now. He's probably like 35, 36. And a different teacher um, comes walking up, uh, Mrs. Schroeder, and uh, she goes, she takes one look at me, and I'm like, you know, tying the loop around the garbage. Can and she's like, Mr. Pizza, you better get used to this because you're going to be doing this for the rest of your life. You're going to be just like him and points at the janitor, the nicest guy in the world. So he, he humiliates both of us just like and we're like, I'm like, what? Fuck you, bitch. I got a podcast now. <laughs> I was actually, a, a, I convinced the vice principal to let me be a custodial assistant my senior year in high school, which the only time you see a kid with the custodian is if they are in big trouble. And that's for like a day or like half a day or whatever. And I was with that dude for, you know, two quarters. Wow. So every